Hi, welcome back to Living Life in Awe. I'm Jerry Bose. Today's conversation is with Nikki Jenner. Nikki is a conservationist. She is a gardener. She's a photographer. She's a writer. She's a mentor. And she's just an incredible human being who is so, so passionate about nature. I thought I was passionate about nature until... I had this conversation with Nikki. She is so in tune with her garden and with the seasons and what she has in her gardens. And it's it, it was it was very, very powerful conversation for me. She also has a very soothing voice, so it's very nice to listen to. So we have this this really beautiful conversation. It's it's a little bit longer than my usual podcast episodes, but you're going to enjoy this talk as much as I did. And if you're a nature lover, you're probably going to listen to it more than once. So let's get started. So how long have you been writing for? Um, so I... I don't know. I think I've always loved words and imagery and I was definitely drawing and taking photographs when I was very young. Um, And writing, I mean, I think I used to write diaries and things, but I also used to write journals and um, that are really about place and travel when I traveled and nature and I still have some of those now it's fascinating to look back Um, and I think because I've always felt such a deep connection with the natural world it's something that's been with me for as long as I can remember and I was really fortunate I think as a um, in growing up to have access to nature which is not something that I take for granted Um, Mm -hmm. it's certainly not available as um, as much as it could and arguably should be for everybody Mm -hmm. Um, it's not always easy in big cities to access natural um, spaces but I was really fortunate growing up to live somewhere where we were very much um, part of part of the natural world part of the living system and um, growing up with plants and gardening um, with my family and so I think that was really nurtured um, when I was growing up so I think that's kind of part of where my writing and my love for being able to I guess capture some of that experience and the beauty and wonder that I've always seen in nature Um, and mostly for myself um, Mm. certainly in the early days and my writing shifted so I've my career sort of taken different paths and um all with very much with their nature and conservation focus but um but I moved into science and then into practical conservation and the type of writing that I was doing there is very different to what Mm -hmm. I was doing before and to what I've reconnected with in the last few years um Mm -hmm. and that I share a bit of on my Instagram um, page and things so will you also have a podcast at some point or is that I am I am working on a podcast um at the moment which is really exciting and not something I ever imagined 
um, doing, but it's called um, Unearthing World Wonders in Conversation with Nature. And so oh, wow. it is, it's going to really be about embracing the wisdom and wonder um, that is in the natural world, talking with people who feel a deep connection with nature in different mm -hmm. ways. They might mm -hmm. be researchers, they might be gardeners, they might be, um, you know, very much living with the land and um, and with nature and and also about the sort of healing powers of nature. That's yeah. That's, you know, been really powerful for me and I know for many yeah. other people as well. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It, I, uh, the healing powers of nature, I so believe in because we have a dog and we take our dog out. I live in Switzerland. I don't know if, if I mentioned that or if you knew that. And we live in also in a very, um, a place with a lot of nature all around us, huge like fields and tr big trees. And we take our dog for a walk in, in these big fields with these trees. And it's, I'm just like, oh, just like you, I feel so blessed to be able to have this so close to where I live, you know, where you just wake up in the morning and you're boom, right in nature. It's, it's really amazing. But you also um, have the, uh, the blessing of, of being also close to a beach, right? Are you close to the ocean or I guess the channel? Um, so we're about, our closest um, part of the coast is about 40 minute drive away. Now I oh, grew okay. up close to the coast, so it's something that's really part of me. So, yeah. um, so yes, it is relatively close and certainly um, a big part of, of our to try and get there as often as we can. Yeah, because I just feel like there's something about living close to like a body of water that's also very uh, juvenating, you know, so that's but so you so I guess you've always had like you grew up with a garden and you've always had this nature all around you. Yes, absolutely. I think it's I, I mean, like I say, I was really fortunate in that respect. And, um, and I think it's something that growing up and as an adult has been really important to try to create opportunities to be able to garden and grow mm -hmm. for myself and that that's been in all sorts of different places from you know a rooftop growing tomatoes to um, a shared garden and an allotment and um, and now we have our own garden and space here which we're very much um, it's a space where we we're really co-creating something that for me is just magical, um, growing plants that pollinators love, that will feed the birds um, and looking with nature, learning to mm. listen and to understand and very much learn what's gonna work, what plants are happy here, how can they support the life that out is being drawn into our garden um, and it's very much a, a sort of back and forth, you know, allowing time and this conversation with nature, which I think is so important in gardening. Um, yeah. Is, oh, yeah. Yeah, really, just really allowing time for it to evolve. So having a vision and knowing what and really tuning into what we love, what switches our lights on. Um, which is very much, you know, seeing the butterflies and the bees and the bugs and 
grass snakes and all sorts of things that yeah. um, are thriving now in the garden that we're creating, but very much doing it in partnership. So it's not us coming and um, you know trying to impose ourselves on this place, but really learning about the place, about the site, about um, about what's already growing and living here, so that we can we can be part of that system, part of that conversation and collaboration. Um, yeah. Well, I just I just wanted to read uh, what you wrote here, if you don't mind. I just I thought it was beautiful. You wrote, um, creating a garden is a con- conversation and collaborative process with the land and with nature. It's a powerful relationship that deepens connection and nourishes body, mind, and soul. I, uh, when I read this, I was like, oh my God, this sounds so delicious and yummy. <laughs> <laughs> and you have like this writing it's not just this one post that you put in you have it like throughout and I was like oh my gosh this person is like so I feel like you're so um, in tune w- with uh, the universe you know you you just you write like just amazing there was another one that I that I read that I just absolutely loved it was about sowing our thought oh so sow thoughts and grow beliefs so that you can thrive that enable you to thrive I was like oh my gosh (laughs) that is just oh it was just everything like that you post is just amazing and what uh, the other thing that I noticed is you said that you know you're learning um, as you go with your garden and it's interesting because when I look at your post I almost feel like I'm learning but uh, just the way you are like presenting things like you're like okay here's a bee you know watch the bee do what the bee does and here's the butterfly and it's almost like you know you're you mean you're you're not imposing your learnings but you're almost like gently teaching your audience too and I kind of like the way that you're teaching us you know so that was that's very um I guess what I'm trying to say is you're you're learning and you're teaching almost the same gentle way. Oh, that's a really yeah, really lovely thing to say. It means a lot. Um, and I think I think what I've come to realize in the last few years, having followed lots of different paths, is that what I love to be able to do is to support, you know, my family, but also other people to connect with nature in their own way. It could be unique to each of us, how we interact with our um, environment, but to inspire, to, you know, maybe just open a tiny door into something that is new and that brings wonder and that makes us want to pursue this path of discovery, to, to look a little bit closer at the things that maybe we take for granted or we just don't notice because life is busy mm-hmm. and the world is moving mm-hmm. fast and mm-hmm. there is so much happening in the world that can pull us down and that mm-hmm. can, you know, it, it make us worry, mm-hmm. overwhelmed and struggle to know what we can do as individuals um, when lots of things are going on. And there's something incredibly powerful about the emotions of wonder and awe mm-hmm. and the effect that they have on us, as you'll know, you know, and mm-hmm. and I think that when we 
when we become more aware of how we think and the thoughts that are driving the way that we feel and interact with our world and when we become really intentional intentional um, mm -hmm. about how we interact and, and where we put our attention um, things can shift really quite significantly and when we tune in and notice the little things in our everyday and I have a garden and I immerse in it and I spend time to notice but most people have got a window or something that we can look outside our mm -hmm. walk maybe to a bus stop or mm -hmm. whatever it might be in our day-to-day whether or not we have a garden just yep. taking time to notice you know the leaves on the trees and how do they feel and what their colors are like and how do they sound and really tuning into our senses and being conscious of what we're noticing is a really powerful way to start tapping into our own curiosity mm -hmm. and it's amazing how that can open things up um, yeah. and just allow us another way of seeing and experiencing our everyday and it's something I feel really passionate about because mm -hmm. it can totally shift how we experience that day mm -hmm. you know if I go and sit in my garden on the same step that I often sit on and every time just and it's five minutes doesn't have to be hours no five yeah. minutes just sitting and really consciously tuning into what I can see what I can hear um, what I might feel under my feet or on my mm -hmm. fingers and I think every if it's something that you embrace as a regular practice um, on your walk to work or the five minutes when you have a cup of tea in the morning mm -hmm. whatever it might be for you yeah um you start to notice so much more over time um and so i will hear a rustle and know whether it's a rustle now of a lizard or maybe it's something bigger like a grass snake or mm. um you know and yeah it's, it's just phenomenal i think over time how much just having that increased awareness and connection within our bodies um, and being really present in the moment can do so much good for us. Yeah, you know, it's so, oh, I love your words. Because people, um, I, I coach uh, women on just various things. And when I hear a lot people telling me that they have trouble meditating. And I'm like, okay, if you don't, if you can't meditate, don't worry about it. But you must spend time in nature. And it's so interesting listening to your words because to me, it's like, you don't need to meditate. You just need to, you know, just dwell in the wonder of a tree, uh, just the leaves moving. The other day I was, I was passing by this tree and I almost felt like the leaves were clapping, you know? <laughs> I was like, oh, how interesting how those two leaves are together. It looks like almost like they're clapping. So it's just noticing nature is so, so soothing, I think. And you and you're just you're saying all the all the words that I use, it really forces us to stay present. You know, like sometimes I feel like it's such a it's so difficult for me to stay present sometimes. And when I'm out in nature looking at things, just looking really, nothing, nothing more than just paying attention. 
it just, I'm in the present moment. You know, when I'm at home, I have such a hard time. I'm in the past, I'm in the future. I'm thinking about my to-do list. But when I'm out walking in nature, I'm just in the present moment. I just cannot help it because there's just so much beauty. And it's also the way the light is hitting, you know, a rock or a tree or the grass. I mean, also the light plays so much. And I noticed how you also take into your photography, this light hitting the different, different natural wonders around you. Yeah, I think, I mean, light is, is magical, isn't it? And I think Mm -hmm. as a photographer, it's something that it becomes instinctive and you, um, you know, you see it, see it with our eyes and see it with through the lens of a camera too. And it's, yeah, I mean, it's just breathtaking. Um, And, you know, it's not, it's not the sort of the glare of the midday sun. It's, you know, there is just something magical, something otherworldly that just, I think it helps us tap into particular emotions like awe and wonder and, and transports us really mm-hmm. um, into the possibility, the sort of the kind of opens us up, I suppose, to possibility and that there is so much beauty in nature. It doesn't matter what day of the week it is, what time yeah. of year it is, what the weather's doing. It There is always something beautiful in nature and, mm-hmm. and we're a part of nature. So mm-hmm. I think when we can, it's perhaps why, partly why I feel so passionate about um, sharing that connection with nature and helping others to connect with nature in that way through gardening and in other ways. And because I think when we see ourselves as part of this beautiful, complex um, ecosystem, we become part of something so much bigger than ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and there's something really beautiful in that. Um, And we are part of this beautiful living world um and that's not always easy to see in ourselves you know we have Mm -hmm. lots of limiting beliefs and thoughts Mm -hmm. and stories that have built up over many 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 years and how we see ourselves it can be really challenging I know it was for me and yeah it was for me too yeah and I think that to connect with nature and know that we are part of this Mm -hmm. phenomenal system um is really liberating and in nature mm-hmm. there is no human there isn't a human language there's a beautiful silence in mm-hmm. nature which doesn't mean it's there's nothing but there's there's sounds that are not our sounds you know our thoughts mm-hmm. our yeah. language that we can really tune into and that is very freeing and very accepting um, and can just allow us to be who we are in that moment, however we are feeling, whatever we're thinking, whatever is ever is going on in our lives. And it's just a place where I know I felt I always belong. It's yeah. never questioned. I never have to explain myself. Yeah. I just can be. And I think for so many of us, that is something we really, really need in our lives. And yeah, it's kind of nature is such a great place to start, right? Yeah, you're saying such interesting things because 
when you're saying this, I'm just thinking about my walks and it's so true. It's something that I struggle with a lot is just accepting and allowing things to be. And when I'm walking in nature, it, it, you know, nature just not, it's not judging us. It, you ha- you're almost forced to accept and allow and you want to accept and allow and you are led to accept and allow what is. And it's very interesting that you're putting words to things or, or language really to, to the, the, these feelings that I didn't realize I had until now. So you really have this really, really deep uh, relationship with nature. And it's great because I thought I had a deep relationship with nature, but it's nothing compared to what you're saying. And, and you're right. I love that, that there's no judgment and there is all this acceptance and allowing in, in my walks. Yeah, and I, I think each of our relationships will be unique. That's the beautiful thing, that we are all different. And and so it's not it's not that one's deeper or, or not than the other, but but that we each have that relationship. And often mm-hmm. it's very intuitive what you feel. Mm-hmm. We don't necessarily need to put words to. Mm-hmm. There's value yeah. in that in some ways. But but for our own experience, we don't need to put words to that if we intuitively feel into it and and experience the benefits of that and it's something that I really love about gardening because with gardening there is this which can give us a huge sense of purpose for one Mm -hmm. it's a place my garden is a place I can make a difference you know in the grand scale of what's going on in the world with mm-hmm. with nature and with climate and with everything else in the garden i can make a difference and whether you're growing in pots or you know outside your kitchen window or whatever and um, mm-hmm. we can absolutely make a difference and there's something so fulfilling and um captivating about sowing a seed um, and watching it grow and caring for it um and creating a space that that we love and that we can have these connections and feel accepted and safe and um have a space where our minds can quieten for a little while Mm -hmm. and that in doing that it allows things to shift sometimes and Mm -hmm. i think when it's combined with you know, learning more about ourselves and how our minds work and that side of it, it can really help to free up or shine a light on perhaps some of the obstacles that we might be facing. Mm-hmm. So we yeah. have, so I've co-founded a membership called Lights on Gardens, which you may have seen, I don't know, but... Yes, I um, saw that. Mm-hmm. And we've created that with with Julia Black, who's a phenomenal... Um, individual and who's helped me enormously through my life um, in recent years and we've created a membership which is it's very much about supporting families to create a garden they love now that might be a garden that's new but it might also be a garden that you've had for a long time and so it's as much about the practicalities of growing confidence in gardening and having a go and experimenting and learning how to have that conversation with nature but it's also about 
really understanding where the blocks are for us as gardeners in that relationship you know do we feel it's a burden do we do we not go out and do the things for one reason or another um you know what are, what is it that we worry about um or that perhaps stops us in our tracks and how can we overcome that and a lot of that is around the thoughts um in our minds that are running the show sometimes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's very much about bringing those two things together um and yeah supporting families so that they can create a garden they love love what they have learn about its potential um and and grow as individuals and as gardeners as, and as a family so that we can really benefit from um you know the different ways in which gardening and being in nature can support our well-being um so it's really trying to bring all those things together oh that's that's right and you also have a newsletter too i saw well i signed up for your newsletter so yes, i'm looking right. forward to and then does that talk about gardening also or so it's a it's gonna it's a bit of both um so the newsletter is quite new um and what i really I'm looking forward to doing is sharing some of those moments, you know, some of those moments of wonder and um, connection with nature in the everyday, um, and also to share um, aspects of of the garden in that kind of seasonal cycle and um, really tune into that, I think, in our everyday, everyday lives. Mm, yeah it's kind of interesting because I was just thinking um in the spring you know I'm always so excited to go to the gardening store and buy all the plants and the herbs and I'm just you know uh planting everything in my balcony in the pots and then soon as the fall starts like now you know in October it's still quite warm here in Switzerland and so everything is still thriving but I'm like oh I don't know. I just don't feel it. And it hasn't been raining here. So I actually have to water all my potted plants. And I'm like, oh, I just, I can't do it anymore. (laughs) You know, but it's interesting because it's really my thought and my belief that that's it. It's over. You know, it's the fall. I don't want to do this anymore. And I'm like, "Mm, I should change. I should reframe these thoughts into how wonderful it is that the summer has been extended and I get to enjoy my balcony with all these flowers and plants still still thriving, you know. Yeah, it's a really it's a really transitory time, isn't it? We've got flowers Mm -hmm. from, yes, late summer flowers mingling with, you know, the autumn leaves as they're starting Mm -hmm. just starting to change and the berries and it's quite a magical time of year but I know what you mean about the energy and I think in the garden the energy is shifting too you know and and things are starting to just turn inwards the energy is sort of retreating inwards Mm -hmm. more rather than that sort of full profusion and abundance um, that we get at different times of year and especially if it's not been raining and things um, but the autumn's also a time I love to yeah. be thinking about what's coming next year. And gardening's yeah. wonderful for that in terms of, you know, giving that kind of future. You're always thinking about the future when you're gardening. Mm-hmm. If you sow mm-hmm. a seed, if you put a plant in the ground, um, you're always looking to the future. And there's something really powerful in that, certainly for how our brains work and 
um, just how we're wired as human beings. Yeah. That anticipation and looking forward, um, and and I guess bridging that with so what what are the small things that I can do now that feel manageable that I can feel excited about or enjoy doing that can can help prepare for that abundance and the things that I look forward to in the new mm-hmm. growing year in spring mm-hmm. and that's something we've been looking at in in the membership um is really about what can we do now that will yeah help us to prepare and be ready for spring so that when spring comes we don't think oh no I missed the boat yeah. or you know I I didn't do things and it's and now I feel it's too late which it may not yeah. be but you know there's all those thoughts that are always going around yeah um, and it's kind of interesting also because I was thinking we can use the past but as a learning tool you know like oh I remember when I had these camellias you know the, I had a camellia plant and it died on me I'm like okay well I can use the past to find out like what did I do wrong as a learning and not so much maybe as regret you know and resignation but as a as a learning and the and you're, you're right I'm, we're always looking at the, at the future when we're gardening and that's great I think you know and yeah, I'm always and I think, I think with things yeah and I think gardening is it it is always about learning that it's a, it doesn't matter how many years you've been gardening I think mm. there's probably no gardener that would say they know it all because everything's changing all the time yeah. we're engaging with and collaborating with a living system so it's not yeah. something we're ever in control of um you know it's it there are always going to be all sorts of factors coming into play and yeah and I guess when those things happen, what I love is that it's it sort of sparks a new line of inquiry, if you like, we a new investigation to think, okay, it might not be about what, what you did wrong. So with the camellia, for example, it yeah. might be about the change in temperature or the soil, or it could be any number of things. And so it's yeah. a really lovely way of sparking a sort of path of discovery and and understand where they grow so where do these plants grow in their native habitat you know what are the conditions what's it like there um is that the conditions that I've got in my garden Mm, yeah Um, can I create those conditions all of those things and yeah so it's a really lovely way to to tap into our own curiosity and um and start exploring and get to know our gardens better um, yeah and the plants that might thrive yeah it's because I was just telling my husband a couple of days ago I'm like that's it we're not getting a hibiscus next year because you're hibiscus you know it's 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 so temperamental it needs the right amount of sunlight and the right amount of humidity and the, and the perfect temperature or else it's not going to bloom because it, now it's blooming you know and like the whole summer, like it didn't bloom. And I'm like, sure, it's blooming now, but I don't feel like going out and watering it. <laughs> so we were having this huge discussion on whether we're going to get a hibiscus next year or not. And and you're right. It's just, it's, I don't know. I mean, I enjoy it. I enjoy gardening, I guess, up to a certain point. And then when it's, uh, it's like the fall or the winter, I'm kind of happy that I can, you know, I don't have to be like out there like I guess with the soil but when as soon as spring comes I'm so happy to go out there and and like really digging my hands in you know into the soil and you just you just feel so good you know uh just doing that so uh 
and I and I feel very very close to the earth like when I'm digging and planting and watering I do enjoy it uh, but it's very seasonal for me yeah well I and I think that reflects the season seasonality that you know it, we're gardening with you know um and the seasons and how that influences the garden too isn't it you know we're, mm-hmm. we're sort of responding to that in many ways mm-hmm. um and I think there is something really compelling that draws us out and wants us to put you know we feel we want to put hands in the earth and mm-hmm. something very yeah. powerful of that and it all starts with the soil understanding your soil and caring for the soil and looking after the just phenomenal biodiversity that lives in the soil mm-hmm. that's where that's the foundations for any garden and for what we grow um so there's something yeah, something incredibly powerful about that relationship. And mm-hmm. yeah, I, I would have never uh, thought that. But um, I mean, I grew up in New York City, so I didn't, you know, I didn't. I, I grew up with concrete, and I mean, of course, there are trees, but you know, it's not the same as the life I'm living now, where I have farmland. I have actually literally have cows in front uh, in my front yard. Um, because I'm in the middle of like farms and things like that. So it's a very different way of living in the countryside as opposed to living in the city. You are just, you're, you're just, you can't help it. You, You know, you're just surrounded by nature and you know how the seasons work. You know how like the day and the night, you're really, really in, in touch with the natural world. It's, it's not really a choice that you have, I guess. You know, like when I lived in New York City, I had to actually make, uh, I had to like consciously decide, okay, today I'm going to go to a park or I'm going to do something. I'm going to go to the beach, you know, and and where we lived, it was like 45 minutes to the ocean. And uh, so you had to like decide for yourself. And here where I live, I don't have to decide anything. It's like in my face. Nature is just right there. And it's kind of nice when you don't have to, um, you know, decide to to make a trip to go and, and be surrounded by nature. It's, yeah, I just feel it's like a good. Yeah, no, I think you're right. And I think it comes back to that point about access, doesn't it, to nature mm-hmm. and um and obviously that isn't equal everywhere at all and improving access to nature and the green spaces that we have in cities and um and in different parts of of the country and the world um yeah is so important and i think mm-hmm. the more the more evidence so I mean, things that people would have known for centuries in terms of the benefits of connecting with the land and being in nature but the science that is catching up with that um ancient wisdom Mm -hmm. is increasingly demonstrating um unequivocally the benefits of being in nature Mm -hmm. and specifically of of gardening as well um for different aspects of well-being um and so I think making that accessible, and you're right, because it, it can be a real barrier if yeah. you don't have access to a park or 
maybe a communal space um, or garden and you know what what are the ways the little things that we can do um, to bring us closer to that connection with nature and mm -hmm. and I think wherever we are there you know I used to live in in the city and um there is nature all around mm -hmm. yes and and it it does come come down to where we focus our attention exactly and noticing the plants that are coming up through the cracks in the pavement mm -hmm. and the yes. insects that are crossing you know the road in front of us and exactly. you know the there is nature everywhere yeah. but it's about honing our um our attention yeah, our skills in noticing yeah. really yeah. and paying attention and valuing it yeah in a different exactly. way that it matters exactly. and that we want to see it and we want to see more of it and then we start yeah. to um so it's not necessarily easy to access a big green space everywhere but yeah. to notice what there is that's possible for everybody and to um to be to start tuning into wonder and to start seeing things through fresh eyes yeah i think that is something that we all have the capacity within us to do yeah well yeah we exactly and i think it's really for me it's really part of our well-being you know, just like we need to eat properly and sleep properly and meditate or exercise. I think building a relationship with nature, for me, it's part of my well-being. And I saw how my life has changed by putting more and more emphasis on a relationship with nature. And now I feel like it's crucial to have this relationship with nature I mean, I, I value it just like I value, you know, the food that I eat. So, um, yeah, it's 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 really essential. Yeah, it becomes a part of your way of being, I think, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Yes, it really it really does. And I like the fact that it does help me to realize that there is something bigger than just us. And I think it also helps with realizing that, you know, that my problems aren't, that what I consider to be my problems aren't really that big. Really, we're part of, we're like so tiny compared to like this huge universe that we're part of. So all this, it helps when you start building a relationship with nature. Yeah, So absolutely. are you, do you think you will ever like write a book or have, because I just look at your, your page and I was thinking, oh my gosh, this could be like this beautiful like coffee table book. Um, I have lots of ideas of things that I'm, I'm sort of exploring at the moment. So uh -huh. um, watch this space, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> keep, keep tuned in. Um, so, yes, I think any, yeah, any news on that front, I will, um, I will share. Yeah, well, I'm happy. went that through I'm... my newsletter and. Um, yeah, I was going to say, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, and... I'm in your newsletter now, so I will get all the news. Brilliant, brilliant. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Thank you so much. I think uh, I think it's it was just a really really great chat. I really really appreciate you coming on, and uh, well, we'll we're gonna keep in touch via Instagram because I just love all your stuff. And uh, I think you had I think you had this post once where it said, uh, "We're a we're a ball that's circling around a ball of fire." 
with oh, another. Yes, I shared. I, I think I shared that from somebody else. That's not mine. But um, oh, I, I was but like, yes, and you don't believe in magic. It's like, oh, this is great. Well, it's so true, though, isn't it? If you look out in the world and look out in nature, and um, you know, to see things like to see living light, to see phosphorescence, to look at the moon rise, to see the stars at night, to watch a butterfly emerge from a chrysalis. Like the the natural world is so full of magic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for some people that magic is, is sparked through understanding the how and the why. And, and for me, I just... I want to sit back and just watch it shine because it is so phenomenal. Um, and, and to know that that's out there and that we're part of it. Yeah. I just think is really powerful when we can allow ourselves to connect in with that. And I, mm. I appreciate that's not always easy. Um, and there can be obstacles, but to take the small steps of noticing and mm-hmm. starting to see and experience in new ways and and exploring the things that we can do in our everyday to not only to connect with nature but to care to mm-hmm. you know what's what's the one small thing it's a question that i i love to ask myself in in the garden and in my day to day which is you know what's what's the one thing that i could do today to create more life here where I am and that might be that I don't cut down the seed heads in the garden and I leave them for the insects and for all the life that needs those seed heads over the winter um it might be so it might be as simple as not doing something Mm -hmm. um yeah or it might be something really intentional like creating a small body of water um in the garden to to support wildlife um and I think it's a really powerful question to ask ourselves because everything we do every decision we make every choice we make um whether that's an action or something we choose not to do um all of those can support life or not and yeah it's just a really interesting way of of sort of looking at things and um it's certainly been really powerful in the garden yeah no that's so true that's really I mean yeah I guess because well you're in I guess you're in your garden every day and uh you're really there looking at everything so yeah so you see it like okay what do you intentionally choose like what to do and what not to do or how do you how do you approach that yeah so I I mean, I, I, my approach to gardening is very much to find, to find the plants and the way of gardening that allows it to thrive without too much from mm-hmm. me. So I, the bits of my garden, which I love the most are the ones that do just that. They are beautiful and full of life and an absolute magnet for, for pollinators Um and other wildlife and actually they don't require very much from me um so 
I think it's really possible when we work with nature and with the system to create a garden that yes, there will be things to do, absolutely. But we can also overcomplicate that process and, yeah. <laughs> and think yeah. that we need to do so much. Um, and actually maybe, maybe we don't. And it's about choosing plants that are right for that particular condition and place that we have and um and and perhaps taking a more relaxed approach to you know I mean I guess our garden is is on the wild side so I'm okay with native plants and plants that some people would consider weeds um being part of that of, of the garden because it forms yeah. this amazing ecosystem um and so a lot of it's about how we how we approach it how we think about um the way in which we garden so yes there's a there's a conscious decision making mm -hmm. that is about nurturing life but that doesn't mean that I'm out there spending hours every day because I'm not that's not <laughs> you know, life is busy and and as yeah. it is for for many people um and I choose to try and slow it down um, yeah. but there is always other things to do so yeah it's a balance isn't it? it's yeah it's a choice really you know what what do I choose to do I guess yeah oh my gosh well thank you so so much I really really appreciate this it's wonderful and I hope to stay in touch stay connected definitely and definitely. maybe like yeah maybe we can have another conversation somewhere down the line that sounds wonderful I enjoy that Great. very much Great. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. And you. If you enjoyed this episode, I would really appreciate a positive review and a positive rating. Plus, if you could share it with your friends and family, it would be greatly appreciated. Thank you so much. See you next time.